Hey, howdy ho, it's Jeff Kober, and we are here with another Disney at Play podcast. Um, only this time, we're doing a little bit of video here. We're here in front of the train station at the Magic Kingdom, and uh, we are going to give a great big Magic Kingdom update. Uh, the music actually has been alternating a little between the Halloween music and a little bit of uh, uh, Disney music that we all know and love. You can see the train station isn't uh, too um, too decorated for the uh, holidays, um, but uh, but we got a few Halloween decorations up ahead, so we will go and take a look at them. Let's cross underneath the uh, train tracks here. The train is still very much under rehab. Most people are leaving. It's uh, late in the evening. I was here early in the morning a couple of days ago, and. Uh, this new sign has appeared, uh, which is a little bit more direct than uh, signs have been before, but it gives you a hint of the concern they have for guests being uh, compliant with the idea of having a face covering during their stay. And we're here in uh, Town Square, and again, you see a lot of guests coming and going, and uh, you see a little bit of the fall decorations there, but it's nothing much. You don't see the scarecrows uh, like you usually do this time of year. What you do see over here, gotta pay attention to this, it's City Hall. And uh, after nearly a one year uh, remodel job, the scaffolding has come down from City Hall and uh, it's nice to see it finally uh, looking beautiful as always. It wouldn't have taken, usually it takes about six, seven months to do these kind of uh, refurbishments, but because of the pandemic, it had literally been just sitting draped through uh, an entire four or five month period while the park was closed. Kind of, uh, kind of a bummer. I'm going to walk over here toward the Emporium. Uh, we won't do any shopping, at least for right now. Although there's some fun things in there to take a look at. I want to take a reminder of the uh, windows. And uh, you see that uh, this first one, it's got Snow White uh, enjoying uh, her time with the seven dwarfs. And then we see uh, Cinderella and the prince. Um, nothing much happening there. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. And then we see Ariel and her friends come around the corner. You see there's a line across the way at the confectionery for guests trying to get in and grab a bite to eat. Over here, we see Beauty and the Beast, followed by Aladdin. And then finally we have Pocahontas. So, all right, let's head toward Main Street. I think it's time for a good castle photo. So let's just take in the music. You see the Halloween music coming back in and being played as we go down the street. Gonna wave hi to my good friend Josh over there. How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty well. Good. Josh is a good close friend of our families. My daughter Madison knows what that means. We're uh, gonna come by here to the casting window. You see guests lined up to go into the Emporium. This casting sign, Magic Kingdom casting. It takes people to make the dream a reality. This was put up. I'm gonna say at the 40th anniversary of Walt Disney World. I would say it was that year uh, as a reminder of how important the cast is. Of course, the news in the last couple of weeks of layoffs has not been easy for cast members. And uh, if you haven't caught my podcast, the last one I did, we talk about layoffs Disney style or the Disney approach determination, Disney approach to layoffs. It's, uh, it's really dedicated to two groups of people, those who um, are really undergoing these layoffs right now and those who 
have to deal with managing layoffs in their own organization. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that podcast, you might want to do so after we're done. We'll come back to that castle a little later on. But let's turn the corner into Casey's. You notice that the piano player is missing. Well, Casey's is, of course, closed. The reason Casey's is closed is because that is a very confined area for doing the hot dogs. In fact, I want to say that they actually uh, carry the hot dogs between there and Tomorrowland. They cook it in one place and carry it the other because there just isn't a lot of space uh, to really work and it's not uh, uh, COVID friendly for the cast members. I want to show this little set over here. This is an interesting area that's been set up. Uh, it is functional, not necessarily what I would call beautiful as the uh, used to be a fountain here with some flowers and I'm not big on it, but Disney had undertook before closing to actually create a new space that could allow guests, expecting huge crowds for the 50th. They wanted to make it easier to get guests out of the park after the fireworks and after major parades and so forth. Um, what is kind of cool is if you take a look at this space right here, you'll see that they've uh, kind of cornered off a little area and you'll see some uh, some kind of holes there, um, which I guess could be used for queue space. But I think what's going to happen if you see that table right there is that eventually they're going to fill this area with table space for guests who are trying to get their hot dogs. And I think that's overdue because um, there's never enough space at Casey's for a hot dog. Um, you hear the Halloween music still continuing? Um, and just keep going this direction. We're going to make our way to Adventureland, but I first want to just uh, move and pay homage to a little-known statue. You know, if you've been here since they did the major remodeling of this uh, entire central area space to make it easier for guests to be able to view the fireworks at the end of the day, you'll know that they took some small statues that they had done as characters I don't know what the lifespan of this little guy is. Br'er Rabbit. A lot of talk about moving Splash Mountain out and putting in Tiana. This may end up being the last uh, little memory of, uh, of that story and of that tale. And so we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. You see Chippendales over there just beyond his goofy Beyond all that, of course, is the castle. Love the fountain, though. You know, despite the fact that they had moved the fountain over there by first aid, I've always enjoyed this fountain element. Very grand for Magic Kingdom, too. I love that aspect of it. It just really feels... Um, it, I think it brings about some of the difference that you get between Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom. Is there, it's a much more intimate feeling this is more of a grand, uh, almost Eastern Coast Main Street feel, kind of a Hello Dolly, uh, which is important because uh, those spaces were, uh, or that uh, set design was uh, carried out by, uh, by folks who carried out designs here. Uh, we're heading toward Adventureland. Still hear the, uh, the music, kind of Hello music, by the way, I haven't had a chance to talk about the fact that uh, the park has announced major changes making the park uh, closing much later than it is before and for Animal Kingdom even earlier. And that's uh, a pretty exciting thing. In fact, tonight will be the first night I've been able to take an evening photo of Cinderella Castle since... Um, uh, since uh, the closing day, my last photo of the castle at night was the last night it was open. And uh, so it's going to be nice to see that castle again at night and you will be able to share it with you. We're entering into Adventureland. Listen carefully to uh, the sounds of Adventureland. I have heard rumor that the soundtrack has actually changed out a little bit. And... Uh, 
Adventureland. So we'll kind of keep an ear out for that as we go through Sunshine Tree Terrace. I have got to stop and get the, um, well, the, uh, the float that uh, has been sold with the uh, Headless Horseman attachment. I don't see it actually uh, recommended there. We'll head over here to Swiss Family Treehouse. And I want you to take a look. Um, I love this setting, by the way. Um, a lot of people aren't aware, a couple of things here. I love the waterfalls. I love this whole circular area. You know, I don't know if, if you knew, but back in the early days, they had created something called the swan boat attraction. And these little swan boats would go around the circular river area around the, um, around the front of Cinderella Castle. But it actually came out here as well and circled around these waters, went right around the trees and then came back out uh, to that area. Uh, take a look at the water wheel. We're going to reference that a little later. So keep in mind uh, as we talk about that. Then we're going to head a little further into Adventureland, check out everything else here. You notice that over here are the show times. Now there has been cast members usually stationed in this area. By the way, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom is still going on. You'll see signage here talking about health and safety reminders, but also giving out a sense of the uh, length of the queues, um, of the attractions. And this is Columbus Day weekend. So this is a, it's a pretty busy weekend. And look at Space Mountain, 70 minutes. Jungle Cruise, 55 minutes. 50 for Pirates. And... Uh, even 20 minutes for Carousel of Progress. Tomorrowland Speedway looks like a good deal right now compared to a lot of these. Um, Astro Orbit are not too bad at 35 if you consider all things. Heading into the heart of Adventureland. And I have to say that the music in the background is much more of a percussion set than I recall the music being prior. So maybe there is a difference. Uh, hopefully we'll hear a little bit more as we're coming along. Match carpets of Aladdin are taken off. And uh, so are we as we head our way through. Uh, I can already hear the audience say, move toward uh, our Dole Whips. Check that out now. Over here, take a look at the Agrabah Bazaar. That is all entirely closed right now not being used. There's many retail spaces that are not being utilized right now. And over here at Aloha Isle Refreshments, well, that's being really utilized. You see a lot of guests lined up. Problem is not enough spaces to really allow guests to sit and enjoy their treat. And that's, that's kind of the bummer of that. By the way, I think that the real hit right now uh, is the uh, Kakamura Float which involves a little guy from um, uh, uh, Moana. Those little, uh, those little guys that attack the boat in Moana. Uh, there is a cake pop that is included in that pineapple float and it's just delicious. And we come by the Enchanted Tiki Room. If you haven't had a chance, I did a podcast just about a week ago Talking about change and the Enchanted Tiki Room. I know you're thinking, change, that is not what happens at the Enchanted Tiki Room. It seems to stay the same forever. But uh, take a listen to a podcast. There's a lot of good messages about change. And heaven knows we're all experiencing change in some way or another these days. Now we're heading toward Pirates of the Caribbean. You see that there is this extra queue set up on the side to safely carry the social distancing of the guests as they're lined up for Pirates of the Caribbean. I think this is where I'll come back at the end of the day. Hopefully by then there will be less of a queue. Always recommend choose something at the end of the day to get in line for about a minute or two before the park closes so you can enjoy it. And uh, 
and uh, take advantage of getting an attraction even after the park's closed. As long as you get in line, about a minute or two before the official stated park closing. Make sure you have an accurate watch for that. Because you get turned away if it's seconds later. Tortuga Tavern over here. And, uh, and now we're heading into Frontierland. And uh, check out the Wild West here. Well, we're here in Frontierland at the Rivers of America, which is gonna be the thread of our conversation as we go through here. I'm gonna to point toward this bridge. The other day when I came in the park, it was about 9.30 in the morning. The park was empty, but when you got to this bridge, there was a huge queue of approximately 40 minutes lined up for Big Thunder Mountain. Now, take a look at this. The queue right now for Big Thunder Mountain is 30 minutes. And there is nothing standing in front. There's a lot of ropes for extended queue, but nobody's standing in line right now. So it's a, it's a really good time to get on this attraction. Meanwhile, there's a contrast to this. You'll see over here, the line starts here with that sign over there for Splash Mountain. Right now, that uh, standby line shows at 75 minutes and it weaves up and down the front of the mountain before it goes into the entire terraced area of the mountain. So, very strange that there is a big difference right now. You think, well, maybe it's the heat of the day, but it's really not that hot compared to other days. Um, I would expect for Columbus Day weekend, and I think the parks was expecting this, that there would be enormous crowds showing up on a three-day weekend. They certainly had this experience during Labor Day where they had a heightened group. People come from the region to be in the parks. I think people are expecting a similar kind of thing happening this weekend. But in the parking lot, I did not see anything different than I saw, well, when I was, uh, when I was uh, there on the weekday. By the way, here's the sign. Sorry about all the ruckus, folks. We're uh, working to purdy up the area here. Right now, the uh, rafts and the riverboat are closed, and I think it may be that they're going to drain the river, but you don't see any signs of drainage at this point. Oftentimes, when they go through that period, they will drain the river and they will do some cleanup at the bottom of it. But uh, it doesn't look like that's happened yet. Yeah, we're gonna head on over to the streets of Frontierland. Um, you see over here Pecos Bill, uh, a guest waiting in front, waiting for their mobile order to come due. Uh, the candy general store, candy drinks here, closed. Again, lots of Attractions closed during this time over here is Big Owls. It's closed over here. Westward Ho Refreshments partly closed. The exterior vendor vending portion is open, but the interior vending is not since it keeps, it does not allow for cast members to socially distance. Um, so again, not uh, as you look at the streets, not really altogether that crazy crowded it seems pretty reasonable frontierland trading post is open it's the only shop open at uh, in frontierland and it's uh, handled a lot of seasonal type merchandise and pin trading i should say i should correct myself the splash mountain store at the exit is also open uh not the briar patch but the exit store is open Heading over here to the Diamond Horseshoe, which uh, generally does. Um, what they've done is they've kind of combined dining and I think the menus and made them pretty much the same. And if you look inside, you'll see that there are some guests dining. Looks like a, a pretty good crowd going through. And uh, we're just uh, carrying ourselves through down the streets of Liberty Square. 
traditional music that you hear playing. Over here, we are going to head by the Hall of Presidents. Just a reminder, folks, get out and vote. We're going to do a special podcast. It's going to talk about selecting a U.S. president and uh, leadership qualities in the U.S. presidents. Not intended to sway your vote one person to the other, other than to make you just think about how you select for a president based on the concepts shared in the uh, Hall of Presidents. So look for that in the next week or two. We also have some special Halloween podcasts coming up. So be looking for that appropriate as we come by Sleepy Hollow Refreshments, which really compared to other times has very little queue going for right now. So that's uh, going pretty well. Now, one of the things that's very cool is uh, they've had this Madame Leota sipper drink kind of a circ uh, uh, round goblet kind of thing that has been sold out. Um, and uh, uh, I don't think new stock has come into play. I'm heading over here to Liberty Square Market where you can buy the Constance Wedding Cake. Yes, theme to our dear friend Constance in the Haunted Mansion. And that is a pretty nice little cake. Passing by a little birthday party here. You see this entire area has been redone seating-wise exterior seating and it's uh it's not bad it has a nice look and feel to it some fans in the middle kind of generate some air coming by the um stroller area for liberty square and we're heading toward the haunted mansion uh the other day i will tell you there were some new ghosts in the haunted mansion i need to do a little more hunting on that theme um, so I will come back hopefully later in the podcast to report on those ghosts. I want to check them out one more time before I make any official declaration on ghosts. But, uh, anyway, stay tuned toward the end of the podcast. You see a momentum Mori queues of guests waiting outside to get in. By the way, this queue on the right is Peter Pan's flight. And yes, it looks really huge and you know the other day we were in it my daughter and i it stayed at 20 minutes and the line was exactly this long and i thought this is not going to turn out to be 20 minutes of a queue and surprisingly it was a 20 minute queue for 10 30 or so in the morning that's pretty astonishing because honestly you don't get 20 minute queues most days uh, prior, well, you don't get 20 minute queues at 10.30 in the morning most days. So I'm quite surprised by that, but we got through this very long queue in 20 minutes. Sure enough, it may be a little longer on the other side. Over here is It's a Small World. And uh, you can see the clock inside. You see the time going off. I wanted to draw attention to that. I'll come back to that in a few minutes. It's it's all tied together. But we're going to head through Fantasy. Oh, did I forget to mention? All of It's a Small World is now having the entire facade remodeled. And uh, that is just fine with me. I think it is needing some TLC. Uh, by the way, it's 30 minutes right now at Peter Pan, so it's not very much different than what I saw the other day. Um, but I've never really cared. I didn't mind the tent. I mean, the tent look isn't as good as the clock look at Disney at the other Disneyland or attractions. But I was okay with the medieval canopy troubadour look, so to speak. But I never cared for the choices of paint colors. I would love to see that fixed up a little better than what it's been before. Heading over to 
Mickey's Filler Magic. And uh, it looks like they're handling and processing uh, their cues just fine. And over here, Prince Charming Regal Paracel. And uh, that uh, looks like it's a very reasonable cue for what is Columbus Day weekend. Again, in previous years, this is a pretty busy weekend, but it seems fairly reasonable. We talk about the backside of water. I don't think we talk enough about the backside of castle. So I wanted to just share this image before we go any further. You can see it has also been highlighted for the 50th anniversary. Has a nice look. I wouldn't want to keep it forever there, but I, I think it's pretty good. I think it's looking pretty good. And over here, I should just mention, Cinderella's Royal Table had opened up a few weeks ago, reopened, and uh, doesn't have characters, but it does reopen. Now, there was a big uh, kind of temporary wall put up in here in front of Bibbidi Boppity Boutique. It has sim since been replaced by a nice entranceway and a doorway that I don't remember, partly because it was always open. But uh, looking good, you can see Main Street down on that end. And then back over here, you can see Twilight coming to Walt Disney World as we uh, head toward evening. So many other places to go. We have jumped ahead to Storybook Circus and we're in front of uh, Pete's Silly Sideshow. I want you to remember Pete up here. We're coming by the Calliope and we're gonna go on in. This is usually a meet and greet area and a very fancy one for Donald and Daisy and Minnie and Goofy. It's, uh, it has been changed and uh, it now is a rest area and an empty one for this hour of the day. These rest areas actually close about an hour before the park closes so um, you can see that it's, it's been draped in front of the themed areas where the meet and greets take place so kind of disappointing but notwithstanding it um, it becomes a really great place to go if you are in need of a break now usually the exit will take you right out into the gift shop. But in this case, it uh, does not do that anymore. Right now, it takes you out into a separate exit, which I didn't even know existed, and back out into Storybook Line. I wanted to show you, uh, remember the sign for Pete's Silly Sideshow, and uh, this, this is a little thing I had never seen before. Um, Pete's Silly Sideshow had this, uh, well, for lack of a better term, it was um, on the back side of the sign. It had what you would normally find on the back side of the sign of a traveling show, you know, showing where the panels go and everything. I thought it was a nice little touch um, that made this uh, all the more look like a, a little, um, a little cir uh, circus that's moving from town to town. Once you take another look at Pete here, notice the hat moving. That's a good thing. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But uh, first, let's go take a look at the rest of the uh, storybook circus. Here we are at the beautiful Fantasyland station with its Carolwood clock sign up at the top. Notice there are a lot of palms, um, plants that have been put in front of the train station, which of course is not working. But why did they put the plants there? Because they did want to draw attention to the construction work being done with the train tracks. All of the train tracks, remember this is a 50 year old attraction. Take a look, there are no train tracks here. They have all been removed for, uh, replacement but beyond it is also another big construction 
uh, experience. Tron is uh, now programming for Magic Kingdom and uh, it is looking mighty amazing. You see that the entire coaster track has been put up, but right now this uh, sort of scaffolding out there in the distance is the canopy that's going to go over the train tracks. This is going to allow the uh, train to run no matter what kind of weather. Um, it'll be able to take on um, running on the outside. It's just gonna be really good. You see a very large show building on the inside um, for the inside portion. It juts you out actually when you're on the ride. By the way, we'll have a uh, link to our page that shows you how beautiful this canopy is. I'm almost more excited for what the canopy can do to the Tomorrowland experience that I am for the ride. But the ride juts you out into the exterior first and then takes you deep in the world of Tron using a lot of the same projection kinds of elements that you see currently in Test Track. So this is going to be a, uh, a fantastic attraction when it opens. And of course the train tracks here are gonna go right underneath all of that and carry you through. So if you take a look at the uh, construction up there on the far side, you see this is really where guests are gonna come. They're gonna be at a much more elevated level coming into uh, the boarding area of the uh, attraction. Because they're not gonna be on the level I'm at, but on a much higher level because they have to go over the uh, train tracks. We'll come back around here, um, come by Goofy's Barnstormer, and uh, you see lights are starting to come up on the uh, train, or, or on the uh, Storybook Circus area. You'll notice that beyond here, you'll see uh, Casey Jr.'s uh, Soakin Circus play elements are turned off during this time of COVID. I guess the water spray elements are not conducive to this kind of uh, pandemic. And then beyond us, you can see Dumbo's flying elephants. And if you take a look carefully at the elements, at the elephants shown, you'll see actually of this set that's moving, probably a third to maybe 40% are full. The rest of the elephants are currently sitting empty. That's a sign that's not too good because, hey, we want the park to be popular and we want the park to stay open longer. I mentioned earlier the operating hours being changed. On Halloween, the operating hours of the Magic Kingdom, they're gonna open until 10 p.m. with a 10 p.m. Clo closing at Epcot as well that day. I don't think they have either changed or posted what the studio hours are going to be on that day. Uh, here's your place for churros and pretzels. Um, moving through, you see uh, Snow White's or the Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride. Um, and that, I think I saw a 65 minute um, uh, line wait right now as guests are going through uh, that attraction, um, waiting for that attraction to go. And we are in the twilight hour, so this is just a beautiful time to be in the park. We're coming by the Mad Tea Party and uh, check in on it as we come by. The, you notice the Speedway uh, queue was actually pretty low. Five minutes at one point, 10 minutes at another. That's pretty good. See the Dormouse sticking his head up over at the tea party. The lighting level has gotten so much prettier. They had done a thing overlay for Halloween, but it's helped elevate all of it uh, at this time. We're gonna keep going toward Tomorrowland and see if we can take a look into one more window before I get much further along. Chesser Cafe is not open, but if you want the uh, the Chesser Cat Tails, uh, that little delicious pastry, 
you can get it over here at Cosmic Rays. Um, and you can, it's pretty hard to see, but uh, if you take a look inside, let me see if I can get a better image of this. I want you to be able to see into it. This is the exit, so I can't go in. In fact, they really want you to have, uh, but if you take a look right now and take a look inside, you'll see that, um, that our sunny eclipse is headlining and uh, looks like he's doing really well. I mentioned this, I wanna emphasize a couple of things that I've talked about as we step through. Remember that when we entered Main Street, I showed you the Main Street windows. Uh, remember that we stepped into Adventureland and we saw uh, that the wheel um, in front of Swiss Family Treehouse, uh, the, the wheel that scoops up the water was not operating. Uh, we checked out the small world clock. We've checked out Pete's hat. Uh, we've checked out our uh, dormouse at, at, uh, at the Mad Tea Party and we checked out Sunny Eclipse. It seems like there was one other we checked out while we were walking around. What do these uh, elements have in common? These elements are all part of the thematic details, the things that wow guests as they come through the, through the park. So the small world clock, having that go off every 15 minutes is a surprise and delight to the guests. Seeing the windows on Main Street, a surprise and delight to the guests. These things surprise and delight. But as I've been here probably about seven, eight, nine times since the parks reopened, I've seen each of these details at one point or another uh, work, and I've seen them not work. The water wheel was working just three days ago, or two, three days ago, but today it wasn't working. Small world clock went by twice on two different occasions, wasn't working. Uh, Pete's hat is working. The dormouse is working. Sunny Eclipse, it's, uh, it's a pretty disappointing experience when you go to Cosmic Rays and it's not working. And so these elements are part of the challenge that Disney faces at this time because it doesn't have the budget. It struggles to keep the little details going at this time. That Cinderella um, window has not been operating every time I have come by. It's just one of those things they probably have not rehired most of the cast who takes care of those kinds of windows and displays and so they're in a situation these are little details bigger details are in front of me right now as i move toward one portion of the people mover track the people mover has been down since the park reopened with uh, a reopening date that has slid back i think it's now in late november I want to suggest not to be a downer. I want to suggest that this is probably not going to reopen this year. I think there's going to be a new announcement that that attraction is going to be down until sometime next year. And I think it's about not being able to bring up enough cast members to be able to keep these things going and fixing and so forth. Now they might be going to a third party because that's a much bigger thing than fixing a window display. They may be going to a third party to do that. And that may take some time to contract it out and so forth. But again, it's just part of, I mean, Disney's always had the staff that knew how to take care of that very unique ride system. I'm not sure that they have enough people who know how to do that anymore. I think some of these uh, skill sets are kind of being lost and you probably are having to go more out of house to actually get it done and that's probably one of the most disappointing things right now but disney's just trying to make it work as it moves on and my hats are off to cast members who are available to work 
Uh, you'll notice, by the way, looking at the people mover rail, you'll see that there has been kind of these sleeves put over the pillars up there at the top. They're in the process of being remodeled and they are going to be completely redone back to their former glory. The way they were originally back in 1974, I'll turn to this side. You could see some of the sleeves taken off and you can see what it looks like now. That's not how it looked before. It had a very different look um, since 94, um, but it's now being returned back to its 74 look, which is good and bad. There's some color here that I really like about Tomorrowland. And I love nighttime in Tomorrowland. This has been the most beautiful park, um, the most beautiful Tomorrowland in any Tomorrowland. My opinion, maybe Shanghai uh, better, but uh, it's Carousel Progress. I love the pink color, but right now much of Tomorrowland Kind of looks like a bleach job, the way so much has been poured on top of it. Um, and so it's it's kind of a disappointing moment in time. I, I want to reserve judgment, and I think that reserving judgment means I need to wait until Tron reopens to see how it all plays out. Meanwhile, take a look at Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. I have, I've never liked the entrance to this attraction. It's so busy, it's, it's, it's comic colored. Uh, it's just um, a very cluttered entrance view to that attraction. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, so we're gonna see where this plays out. There's some lighter paint jobs, very 70-ish over here with the oranges and geometric forms. You can see that playing out over here. And uh, it's okay, but it isn't as good as it once was. You can see over here, they added a different kind of element on this side. Again, okay, but nothing to write home about. Monsters Laugh Floor, the signage right here, that has been completely remodeled back to a 1974 look and feel. And I love the sleek line and I love the sleek view. But take a look, take a look at all the bleaching along here that's taken place. And this is actually one of the only show elements and I'm not sure it's gonna stay, but this had a companion element on this side. It's been completely, well actually it wasn't here. It was actually right here. That has been completely removed and I'm not so certain that the other element isn't being removed out as well. And this show element up here before those were all kind of steel looking. And uh, right now they're all bleached, which frankly, from the use of projections could, could play into a very cool look at nighttime. But right now it, it's not doing anything for me. It's just sitting as a big uh, bleach job uh, here. I also have to say the other thing that does not intrigue me well, two things, actually. You see the entrance to Tomorrowland, very sleek, but I thought the 1994 entrance was so much better looking. And then you have the rocks here. And all I can say about the rocks is that I feel like Elsa has landed in Tomorrowland and has iced them blue. It just isn't working for me. But again, everybody has their different point of view. I, do I blame it on the purple wall uh, that I'm standing in front of now? I don't know about that, but again, it's just all confusing as you look at all of this. Here's one of the very few reminders of pillars from the 1994 um, remodel. And then if you look into that corner over there, you'll see another pillar, but it's all been just kind of painted and actually went even further out all kind of painted silver. There's no, I, I don't know where they're going. I don't know if they're removing that. Don't know if they're gonna do a different paint treatment. We'll have to wait and see. Here in this Tomorrowland Terrace restaurant, it has a nice clean look to it. And I love the orange chairs, everything, but, uh, but the 
restaurants never open except back when they were doing um back when they were doing uh um dessert parties uh, this seems to be one of the most underutilized restaurants of all time by the way the tomorrowland terrace in tokyo disneyland is one of the coolest things you can ever see it is so retro I'll try to put a few images of that on a show notes page uh, if I can remember because it really is uh, kind of fun. And on that note, we are returning back to Main Street, USA. And uh, see, evening is falling and the lights are on. In fact, I will also tell you, this is one of the first time I have seen the lights on Main Street since I've come back. Uh, because they were closing the park before it became dark. So it's been very disappointing in that regard. But right now it's uh, looking nice and I'm looking forward to seeing the castle all lit up when it gets a little darker and to be able to exit Main Street as it closes this evening. I am here at Sleepy Hollow Refreshments grab the chicken waffle sandwich and um, have two things to add. Well, actually three things to add before we uh, bid adjourn for the evening. First of all, I went on the Haunted Mansion. I talked about new ghosts. Here's what happened the other day. And I will include a photo, not a great photo, but I will include a photo on the show notes page, which will include some other images of uh, both Thursdays and today's uh, trip. So do check out the notes page at Disney at play.com. But when I was on, you know how you get to the three hitchhiking ghosts and then you get to the mirrors um, that show the ghosts boarding your doom buggy. Now, originally those were kind of um, heads on a moving, rotating carousel, so to speak, that was timed to your doom buggy. That's what happened for many, many, many years. And then they updated it with some very clever um, uh, displays, which actually showed switching heads of the gas in there and the ghost kind of laying on top and just a variety of different things, which was really cool. Then at one point, and I want to say it was about five years ago, they switched out the hitchhiking ghosts and with that the first greet you and there they added a box and this was back in the early days of my magic and there was supposed to be something with the my magic band that kind of i think was intended to create a little movie of you as you went through that hitchhiking ghost scene it didn't uh it didn't work out i had only saw it once or twice never got a photo of it the other day as i went through I think I saw what I saw five years ago and it was these hitchhiking ghosts, but they were more or less floating along. They were not really in keeping with your buggy, but they were uh, much more ghost-like. I don't, I don't know how to quite describe it, but it was a very different uh, experience. Now what may have happened, two things may have happened to that. That may be something new they're trying out. It may be that when the other thing goes down, this is kind of the backup to it. That may be the case. At any rate, I'll show you a picture in the notes page. You decide what you think it is. That's item number one. Item number two. I said, the, because I asked the other day, you have any Madame Leota sipper cups? And they said, no, we've been out of them for some time. They're having difficulty keeping them in stock and so forth. Well, guess what they had this evening? A Madame Leota sipper cup about $17.99 crazy price but very cool of all the sipper cups I have seen this one is way at the top right next to my orange bird <clears throat> sipper cup but this one glows in the dark I think and of course it contains your beverage although my beverage was put into a separate cup but uh would be kind of cool to see if dry ice could come out of the sipper cup that would be kind of cool but hey Madame Leota looks Pretty impressive in the sipper cup. So I highly recommend it. We will add that to our Halloween page uh, podcast that we have, which we've tried out 
just about all the refreshments. We tried out the um, the poison apple cupcake over at Pinocchio's Village House. My daughter thought it was amazing. I thought it was okay. Not big on spice uh, cupcakes. So, that nah. at any rate, sipper cup, that was number two. Here is number three. It is Cinderella Castle, lit up in its 50th anniversary colors at night. And dare I say, it is beautiful. It is stunningly gorgeous. I'll have some more photos on my notes page of the front of the castle, but uh, looks just lovely in the evening. <clears throat> some folks were talking about how it was disappointing that the frozen lights um, or lights of winter were not being put on the castle this year. I, it is my belief that they probably tried, these are nets that they actually drop over different portions of the castle to create that effect. My guess is because of the darker colors, those nets have stood out and they don't make the castle look any good during the day. Add it to the fact that it takes months to put up and they just barely reopened the park. And do you really want to crane back there after you just painted the thing? And you gotta take it down and the cost of it and so forth. So I think the projection is a, is a much better <clears throat> idea uh, for it. But I wouldn't be surprised if they keep the projection through next year, uh, because I think the castle will stay at least through next year, um, through the summer of 22, and then it'll probably be repainted back to its original uh, colors uh, as part of the 50th. So we probably will get that projection. We'll be excited to see what that looks like come Christmas when they have special projections for the holiday time period. Again, how wonderful that the park will be open in the evenings. Well, hey, that does it for a very busy, very involved, very all through the entire park update. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, take a look at not only our notes page, but if you want to see this entire thing played out in video, be sure to check out our YouTube page. The link will be on our notes page, but it's J. Jeff Kober on YouTube and uh, we'll showcase the entire park for you and you have a chance to see it. So thank you for being with us. Make sure you subscribe. If you like what we're doing, please let us know on our Facebook page. And uh, if you have questions, something you'd like to see uh, <clears throat> talked about in one of our podcasts, please let us know on our Facebook page. We want to hear from you and want to get feedback from you. Again, thanks for joining us. As we say in all of our shows, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. See you real soon.